is Dav Lamed Hey. All right, Gavaldi, page 35 in Meseches Yuma. Yesterday we ended off Dav Lamed Dalit Omud Beis with the Mishnah telling us Hilchis Esrig, the halachas concerning the Esrig. Each Mishnah, each one of the Dalit Minim has its own Mishnah. We learned Hilchis Esrig, and now today from the top of Dav Lamed Hey Aleph, we are going to pick apart the Mishnah and Bezos Hashem begin to get a clearer understanding of the halachas. Okay, here we go. Daflamid hey, omud aleph. Toner Rabbanon. The rabbis learn so should we pre It's hodor. What do you take on, on uh, sukkis? A pre, a fruit, eats of a tree. Hodor. What does that mean? Hodor. So simply put, Hodor is beautiful, but there's many different ways to read that word. A drasha from this pasuk, however, oh, a drasha from that pasuk, however, is eight shatam eight supriyashat. It needs to be a fruit of a tree where the branches also have taste. Okay? The tree of this hadar, the tree of this hadar fruit, also tastes like the fruit, Rashi explains. And therefore, this is referring to an esrik. Okay, now um, the Mefarshim explain on this. This is Rashi doesn't doesn't kick in over there. Most of the time you eat the esrik branch, right? What does it mean that the branch of an esrik tree tastes like the fruit itself? So the Mefarshim explain that um, a, a large most fruits you have. We might just start the Gemara and turn them, okay? Most fruits, you have minimal, um, what are we, the peel, right? Minimal of the shell, and mostly fruit. An esrig is unique. You ever cut open an esrig where it's kimat all bitter? Kimat all bitter. The center of an esrig has some fruit, okay? So the Farshim explained that this is why, this is how we know that an esrig, it's not necess- it's not that... If you take a bite out of an esrog branch, it's going to necessarily taste like an esrog. But kimat an entire esrog is not f- fruity. It's it's hard, it's bitter, and that's pretty much what a branch is as well. Okay, so how do you know Priyatzadar talks about an esrog? Interestingly, the Gemara says process of elimination. Priyatzadar, the only fruit that we know of that grows on a tree that is basically bitter like its branch is going to be an esrik. Even though the Gemara doesn't say, even though the, the Torah doesn't say it straight out. Says the Gemara, oh really? Can't find anything else that's bitter? One second, let's go. Mika Palpalin, what about peppers? Okay. Peppers, very bitter. Black pepper. Kitana Likitana Brahisa Rabbi Hayra Meir Rabbi Meir says, Mimash Mashin Evanatatus Kolates. It says, you will plant a tree. Don't I know that it is an eitz that is meant to be eaten? The Pasuk says, And you will plant any tree. The halacha is, the first three years it's Arla. You're not allowed to eat from it. Okay. Now, why does it say that when you plant a tree, any fruit you can't eat? Just say, when you plant the tree, you can't eat. Any Deshu eats Michael. If you can't eat from the tree, it grows food. 
So why are you saying fruit? Why are you adding that in? But over here, ask the Gemara question that elsewhere we see that eats a, uh, uh, um, a fruit where the branch and the fruit itself taste the same as a pepper, a sharp bitter pepper. And over here we're making the same Joshua for an Esrog Mechatesi. Maybe we should come in with big pepper balls on Sukkis and shake that with our Lulav Hadassim and our Ravis. Says the Gemara, no, Hasam Yishum Delay Evshar, it's not, it's not, it's not Shaykh. It's not possible to be able to tell me to walk at the show with a pepper ball. Hechi Neva. Niktaim Chada. You take a little pepper ball. Laimin Krolikichasa. You ever see little pepper balls you need to put into the grinder and grind up? It's not noticeable. Ninkai trade class went to tell me take a bunch of them. No, remember we gave a drasha yesterday, and I'm amazed. What did the Mishnah say? You got to take one. Priyachad Amarachman of Leishnayim Ashalish Beiris Hilkach Leivsher. Therefore, says the Gemara. You know what? There is another tree where the branches and the fruit are bitter. A pepper will agree with that. But when I have a choice between what does understanding what the Torah means when it says priyates other for my mitzvah, and my choice is. A big, beautiful esrig. Well, it doesn't need to be so big, but a beautiful esrig. Or a little pepper ball. Logic will dictate that it ain't a pepper ball because that's not called a taking. When nobody can see it, it's not considered a lakicha, and therefore that's not what the, the, that's not the mitzvah of Sukkot. Rabbi Aymer, Rabbi says... Don't read the word preates hadar. Ella, you should read it preates hadir. You should read it the preates of a deer. Now, for anybody who's learned, Babakama, Hakainis, Sain Ladir, a person who, who enters a sign into a pen or a corral. Yeah. So a deer is a corral. Altikre hadar, Ella hadir. Okay? You should take a fruit that is similar to a deer to a corral or a pen of an animal. What's the shaykhis? What's the connection? What's the relationship? Just like a corral. You got all strokes for all folks. Big animals, small animals, brown animals, white animals, mummed animals, tummim animals. Okay? You know what type of fruit we're talking about? You want to talk about the pepper and say, oh, no, it can't be a pepper. You know why? Because nobody's going to recognize it. Let me tell you something else. The word hadar also gives off connotations of adir. Pepper balls, there's not much of a difference between pepper balls. Esraigim look very different. You ever go through esraigim? You ever pick the esraigim? Very, very different, right? And therefore, when it says preates hadar, it's letting us know what type of fruit... It's a type of fruit that's got all different shapes and sizes and colors. Says the Gemara, You can't find any other fruits like that. He says, you know, I'll tell you what's unique about an Esrug. You're right, there's other fruits where you could find different characteristics. Now it's interesting, even though the Gemara is asking this question, if we notice Esraigim, once a person starts looking at a shrigim, it's really not like an apple or a peach or 
Other fruits, it, it is what it is. When you look in an esrog, I know when, when, when I go check out the esrogim, and then I bring them back, I recognize them. Right? You recognize, even when people come, they, they, they look through, right? We put out the esrogim for people to, to pick from. You, you could recognize them. They have features. Esrogim have, have, uh, have unique features. But still, the Gemara apparently is asking, all right, but maybe you could find other, uh, other fruits that are like that. You really, you find fruits that are different sizes. It's, it's still unique, though, in Esrog, you know, the, the features that Esrog has. What's unique about an Esrog is that when the newer fruits of the tree are just starting to grow, you can still have the older fruits that are on the trees. When it comes to other fruits, they all grow in a particular season and grow at the same pace. An Esrog tree doesn't work like that. Rabbi Rabbi says, Altik Rehadar. Don't read the word pre-eitz hadar, ela hadar, rather it's a fruit that lives. Which means, you need a type of fruit that lives on a tree from year to year. Okay? An esrog takes time to develop. Other fruits, it's got its season and that's it. It stays and then once it's season over, it's done. An esrog takes longer, it takes longer to grow and therefore hadar you, you dwell in a place, right? Interestingly, we find this in halacha. We find this in halacha, right? When it comes to tzedakah and things of that sort, who you take care of first when it comes to tzedakah. You take care of people who live in your community. How long they live in your community matters, right? Uh, somebody just passing through the community is there for less than 30 days, right? Is not considered a member and that person doesn't take precedence, doesn't have kadima when it comes to, a, when a, when it comes to someone's tzedakah obligation. But once you're there for more than 30 days, this is a human, uh, when a person lives, right? But you find by, even by people, depending on how long you live there for, d- determines whether it's even called dwelling there, whether it's even called living there. Therefore, the word Adar, by a fruit, is a period of time longer than other species of fruit. Okay, Idur means water. What's unique about, what's the relationship between an esrog and water? What type of fruit needs additional watering besides for what comes naturally? That is referring to an esrog as opposed to other fruits that they could just rely on the rain. You rely on the rain, you take care of them, they'll be okay. But an esrog needs additional Water for its growth, period. Okay, so let's give a quick, uh, a quick review. Beautiful, beautiful Gemara. And the Gemara said like this. How do you know that you take an Esrig on Sukkis? All the Torah says is you take a Priyetadar. Simply translate as a beautiful fruit. So we're coming out that this word Hadar actually has multiple meanings. Hadar can mean beautiful. Okay, so that tells us that the Esrig should be beautiful. We know that, okay. That you know it's an esrog. First of all, we said that it should that it's what's unique about the esrog is that it's very bitter. Majority of it is bitter, like the branch. Then we said that the word hadar can also be uh, can, uh, also could be read hadir, could be read like a corral, where a corral has, has different uh, sizes and different colors and and large and small and mummed and complete ones. So too in esrog. And we also said that um, 
the the Rebbe Avo was Hadar, which is that it lives on a tree from year to year, and Hadar also it seems to imply Idor, which is a fruit that in order for it to grow needs additional watering, and you can't just rely on rainfall like other fruits do. Okay, beautiful. Period. End of that Gemara and that explanation. Zok to Gemara Vaita. We're now at the two dots, a little bit less than halfway down on Lamed Hey Amar in Esrug that was used for Avay Dezara, or it's from a city that's there's an obligation to destroy the city. It is possible. My time away. Since it must be burned, it is less than its smallest amount. Now remember, we learned previously what's the smallest amount of an Esrug. We had a machlekes, whether it's the size of a nut or the size of a kabeza. But either way, as long as you need a shear, if you need a measurement, something that's paskind to be burnt, it's like it's burnt. And it's lacking the measurement. That's why you're not allowed to use an esrog of an asherah and an irnidachas. Okay, weiter. Further, here we go. Shall arla apostle. Also an esrog of arla. The first three years of its growth, you can't use. That's a new halacha for us. We didn't find this by lulav. We didn't find this by hadas or arava because there's no law of arla when it comes to branches. Arla is specific to fruit, right? Okay. But we, for, for whatever reason, in Esrog, from the first three years, not good. Says the Gemara, my time, but why not? In order to be able to use your Esrog for a mitzvah, you need to be able to eat it. Hold on. You ever see somebody take a bite when they do the mitzvah? Of course not. You're going to ruin your esrog. Okay? You're not allowed to. So what's the shaykh? Hold on. So one says, there's no hetrachid. The charomer one says, because there's no value to it. There's no din mamen. And since once something is asr bahana, it completely loses its value. And if it doesn't have value, listen to this. This is so fascinating. This is Mamisha Lamdishazak. Rashi explains us. It's heavy Lamdis. You can spend a long time on this, but listen closely. What gives somebody ownership? What makes you an owner of something? And what causes somebody to lose ownership? What makes something hefker when it no longer has value in the eyes of the owner? Once something has no value left, you can't own nothing. You can't own nothing. Once something has no value, so you, you, uh, you no longer own it. Okay? Yeah, go ahead. So, how about Shemitah? Is Shemitah and Orla the same thing? Good, Shiloh. Shemitah, you're allowed to eat. You're just not allowed to do business with it. Yeah, yeah. Ar- oh, right. Arla's Asurbana. Ar- Arla's Asurbana. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of... Uh... I should know that. I deal with Orla all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Good kazak. Okay. Now, so uh, one says because there's no heter achila, and one says because there's no din mom. Now, you should know these two things actually go hand in hand. They both agree that an esrog needs to be 
part of the lakachtem lochem by Yemarishan. You take it for yourself. One of them says, if you can't eat it, it's not called being taken for you. Another one says, if, it, if you can't benefit from it, it's not called being taken for you. Now, the one who says that you need heter achila, you don't need din mamun. Okay, that's what we're going to assume, that there's an all-out machlaikas about how to translate by yoy marisha. Okay? That uh, one's going to say, in order to be lachem, you need to have uh, ability to benefit. The other's going to say that you need to have the ability to eat it. Okay, tonight, we learned in a Mishnah. Now, this is just an assumption, by the way, but tonight we learned in a Mishnah. Shal Truma Tmeya Apostle. Our Mishnah said that also a esrog of Truma Tmeya is possible. According to one who says that anytime you can't eat it, so it's possible. So that's why Truma Tmeya is possible as well. Shapir. This make this halacha makes sense as well. But the one who says that there's no value, that's the problem. One second. Truma Tmeya has no value. Am I? Why can't you use Truma Tmeya? Truma Tmeya, you're allowed to use it as firewood. You're allowed to get Hanna from it. There's gain. And if there's gain, so, uh, so why can't I use it? Why is there a, a, a flat-out halacha in the Mishnah? Like there's no machlaikas here at all. No, we gotta, according to the opinion that you need, het, you need heter, uh, that, that it needs to be also by to be a problem. This shouldn't be a problem. Let's explain. Everybody agrees. We're going to break down the original assumption. Before we thought, if you need Hatar Achila, you don't need Hana. If you don't need Hana, everybody agrees that in order to be able to use an Esrig, it has to be fit for eating. Everybody's going to agree to that. Okay? All right. Keep leaving. So where is their machlekes? Bidin mom. When it comes to whether it has value. One says that as long as a person can... What's the proper word? Not, uh, I'm, the word I'm looking for is not digest. But as long as a person can eat from it, you don't really need that you control it financially. As long as you can... As long as you can eat it. So it's for you. It's for you. It's called Lachem. Okay? And the other man, the Omar says, no, it's not enough that you're allowed to eat it. You also need to have Din Maman. You also need to own it. Now, let's keep reading because this is a little vague. Eating, owning. Says the Gemara, to clarify for us, the next step is going to beautify this. My Beinayu, let's show a Naftamina. There's a halacha, uh, you, you, you give Maestro Shane, right? And you, and you take it to Yerushalayim and eat it. Who owns Maestro Shane? HaKadosh Baruch But I'm allowed to eat it. I have a mitzvah to eat it in Yerushalayim. Okay? So, if you take an esrog of Maestro Shane, am I, do I have achila? Yeah. Do I have ownership it's not, I don't own it monetarily. Financially, it's not mine. Can I fulfill a mitzvah with my Shersheni in Yerushalayim? Beautiful nafkamina here. Because here's something I don't have control over financially. Over, I have a heter achila. Is it called mine now or not? If you say 
that in order to be allowed to use the esrog, you need heter achila. You could use rosh hashanah yerushalayim. Harayich be heter achila. Beautiful. Belongs to the Bani Shalom, and you would not be allowed to use an esrog of Meister Shane. Beautiful. To Stein Dravasi, says Gemara, let's just prove that it's Dravasi who has the opinion, the Omar who says, he's the one who says that anytime you don't have financial control, it's not yours. Meaning, according to him, you cannot use Meister Shane in Yerushalayim, because it's the Rabbani Shalom. So, Ravasi, esrog of Meister Shane, the very mayor, um, in according to Rav Meir, um, ain't uh, ain't uh, ain't other military yoyce by the Havasa be yomtiv, the Rechom, other military by the Havasa be yomtiv, the Stayim, is talking the opinion of Ravasi, who says that in order to fulfill your ultimate chiv, you it, it needs to be owned by you, not just that you have a right to eat it. Okay. Beautiful. Says the Gemara Vaiter. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted conversation on Ravasi. Ravasi says, According to the mayor, the person does not fulfill his chibah and yom Adam Now, Matzah Shomaiser Shani. What about Pesach? You have the Pesach Seder. You're in Yerushalayim. And the Matzah is made from Maiser Shani. Oh, Kabbalah. So, are you allowed to eat matzah of Maishr Shani in Yerushalayim? Yeah. In Yerushalayim, right? Is it yours? No. Does matzah need to be yours? Let's see. The Divir Rabbi Meir, another Mitzvah, also be best. According to the Meir, you, you, a person has not fulfilled their chiv. Okay? Now, in order to say this, in order to say this, you're going to have to say that you have to own your matzah. Right? Otherwise, I don't understand. It's mutter ba'chila, and it's owned by the Barnesham. So what? If the Barnesham lets me eat it, so what's it different than, uh, than uh, Rabbi Ravinsky sending me some matzah and letting me eat it, even if, I don't, even if I'm not kind of, right? So let's keep reading. They say that a person has fulfilled their obligation on Pesach. Isa shomai What about Isa? What about dough? Of Meiser Shein, he says the Gemara. The Dibre Meir Peturim in Achala. According to the Meir, there's no Chiy of Chala. You don't own it. The Dibre Chom Chayev is Bechala. According to Chomim, you are Chayev in Chala. Again, Meiser Shein belongs to who? According to the Meir, it belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So there's no Chiy of Chala. You only got to give Chala for yourself. You don't have to give Chala uh, for something you don't own. According to Chom, that you own it. Master of Papa, Papa has challenging question. I get by the dough. Let's get this. By dough, it says you take challah from the first of your dough. You take a piece, challah from your dough. Okay, the seder. Yeah, so far so good. It makes sense why you don't take challah when the dough belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? Because it says your dough. What about an esrog? Esrog nami. We explained already. You only take an esrog from yours, and if it's not yours, it belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. No mitzvah. I get Rav Meir's opinion by esrog and dough. But what's this whole deal? You can't eat matzah that's not yours? You ever heard of such a thing? You ever heard of such a thing? Somebody gives you permission. Yeah, take my matzah. Take it. Come on, enjoy. Says the mayor, no, 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 no. 
is not good. It belongs to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You don't fulfill your mitzvah. What? Let's say anywhere in the Torah that it's got to be your matzah. Show me. By the mitzvah of matzah, it says you should you you're there's a mitzvah eat lechem oini, the bread of the poor man's bread. Uksiv hosom, and it says by hilchis chala. We now turn to the top of Amud Beis. And you will eat from the lechem of the ground. Mala Just like when you separate chala, you only separate chala when it's from something that you own, and not when it's meiser sheni, because that's rebbeinu shalom. Khan says Reb Meir, so too by matzah when it says lechem mishalchem v'leishal meiser, letting me know that it's lechem and not meiser. So interestingly, lefi shitas Reb Meir. Okay, now I haven't heard of uh, about this being the newest chumrah in town uh, for people to follow Reb Meir's opinion, but you never know. But I haven't heard. But according, if you want to follow shitas Reb Meir, you're going to make sure. That if somebody gifts you matzah, that uh, that it becomes yours, and I highly recommend it's not a matano manas lachsin. What the this is this is the new chumra here. Shitas remer. Should we have shitas remer? It's okay, Michael Tavis, but I hear. All right. What do you mean? Perhaps it's a proof. Yeah, but it's straight up. Ella, rather Since they argue by uh, since they argue by they're going to argue by matzah as well. I What do we say? Shiny Isa, those different. Maybe though you could be more machmer because says Arisa Techem twice, which is like reiterating that it needs to be yours, as opposed to the as opposed to the Maisheshen Igzera Shava. Maybe Rameir takes it lighter. Okay, as I would have thought, Kamashvul on Ravasi that no Rameir holds across the board when it comes to dough. There's no Chi of if it's not yours. When it comes to matzah, you have not fulfilled your mitzvah when it's not yours. When it comes to esrog, you have not fulfilled your mitzvah when it's not yours. Okay, which means Meister Shani, no go by Esrid. Meister Shani is a no go by Matzah. Meister Shani is a no go by Chal. Period. Two dots. Short Gemara. The next part of the mission says Shaltruma Tameya Psula Delatva Heter Achila, because there's no Heter Achila. Now we understand this one line Gemara, because we learned if there's no Heter Achila, it doesn't bly Blochem. It's not considered yours. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah. Vishal Truma. To, uh, at least according to the time of our mission. What about Shuma Tahir? An Esrug of Tahar Shuma. You're not supposed to take it. But we said, if you do, okay. We have a Machlaikas between Rabami and Rabasi. One says, you know why you're not supposed to take an Esrug that's Tahar Shuma? Very interesting. You know why? A, a separate issue. There's a separate issue. And the separate issue is that any fruit that becomes wet, as we've learned elsewhere, 
becomes capable of becoming Tummy. Okay? Now, now, we're going to see soon why there's a concern that when you take an Esrug for your mitzvah, it's going to get wet. It's basically telling us, don't mess with that Esrug because you're giving it a chance of becoming Tummy. But beautiful lesson in life. Yeah? Beautiful lesson. This thing is Tahar. Don't play games. Don't start uh, taking it. I want to do a mitzvah. You're playing with you're playing with something tar. Just just some things are not worth risking. Okay. The Chanamur of Neshem Afsida. Another one says that not not that it might become wet. The issue is that it might get ruined. Okay, it might get ruined, and. Um, we know that truma, when something's truma, you're allowed to eat it. When somebody, your esrug on the last day of Sukkot, or we'll call it Hishana Rabbah, very often does not look the same as it does on day number one. Okay, we know that. When people, especially people whose skin give off a lot of oil, when, uh, or, uh, right, when, when people hold the esrug, it kind of, it could change the coloring. It doesn't passel it at all. But it could change the coloring on the outer part of it, okay? Which will make it that perhaps people won't want to eat it now. My benayu, what's a practical difference between whether I'm concerned about wetness or I'm concerned about uh, ruining it? Okay? Where um, a person says this esrug is truma besides for the outer part of the esrug. Uh, the one that capable of coming to me, you still have a problem. Because like, uh, uh, the outer part is not truma anyway, and therefore you're not going to come to ruin it. Okay. So that's why, interestingly, that's why I, it, it's kosher to take truma to hira. Nobody here said it's possible. The, the, there's a machaikas about what we're concerned about, why you shouldn't do it ideally. Right? There's no icker, there's no in, like uh, intense problem. There's a potential problem. Stay away from the potential problem. Either you're going to ruin it or it's going to get wet. Okay. But if you do it, okay, you got your mitzvah. Let's read the next part of the Gemara. If you took Shuma Tahira and Esek Shuma Tahira, you got your mitzvah. Zok the Gemara. The man de Omar. According to the one who's bothered and says, whenever you can't eat something, you can't take it as an esrog. For example, what did we say before? Arla, you're not allowed to eat. Right? My Shashini, outside your shrine, perhaps will fall into this category. So Truma Tahira, a Kayan's allowed to eat. So that's not an in, intrinsic issue. And according to one who says that the problem is that you need to have monetary ownership, yeah? a person owns an esrog that is tar, and that's why the Gemara is coming to explain you shouldn't do it because of potential problems. If you did it, it's still kosher, because either way, no matter how you want to cut it, all the problems we found elsewhere don't apply to Trumatayr. Beautiful. Vishel Demai. And an esrog of demai. What's demai? 
it's a esrog, it's a fruit where you bought it from an amaaretz, and you're not sure whether that amaaretz separated trumas and meisrus. Okay. So what was the halacha of demai? So says the Gemara, my tamayu de basil. Basil said if you use an esrog of demai, where you have a suffix, whether you separate truma and meisr, basil says kosher. Basil says says puzzle. What's the reason for basil that it's okay? Kivondi by mefkarlul nechseivavani. So it's beautiful. It says the Gemara like this. Yeah? We'll call it Hoyl, Synth. Which is like this. Beautiful lungs. The halacha of Demai is that a poor person is allowed to eat Demai. A poor person, you need food, you can eat Demai. Since it's within a person's... Uh, this is where I need a good word. Better than ability. Since it's within the person's ability to right now make all of his possessions hefker, vahave oni, and put themselves into the category of oni, vichazi lay, and if he were to do that, this esrig would now be fit for him to use, and the food of the mai would be fit to eat. Anything, this is, a, this is a constant theme that we're going to find throughout Shas. Even if it's not right now, but if it's within my personal capabilities, huh? Option? Yeah, very good. I have the personal option, which means I don't need to rely on others to do this for me. I'm not dependent on this. I can actively with my own choice there's my option i can go ahead and do this right now it's considered like anytime i, I can i have the option to do this on my own and nobody can stop me from making my stuff after nobody can do that so therefore it's considered the demai is considered like I'm, it's in the ballpark for me and this esrog of demai is called mine because i as long as as with, it's within my options, my capabilities to make it mine, in 30 seconds, it's mine now. You can feed the Aniyim Demai and Nachsanya. Huh? A better word would be discretion. My discretion. The main thing is, the main thing is, is that I'm not dependent on others to get this done. The moment I become dependent on others, that makes it, no, no, no. You, you, can't, go, you can't go so far to say this. But something that I'm not dependent on anybody to do. This is me. I could do this any second if I want to do this. It's called lachem even now. So therefore, Beis Hillel says, Demai kosher. Why? Since if I wanted to, I can make it, I can just set, set the record straight and make myself an onion in a second. I can do it now too. Beishamai says, no. Ani demai. He says, even if you were to make yourself an onion, an ani, a poor person, is not allowed to eat the mai. So, sorry, Charlie. Anything you can't eat, can't take as a mitzvah. How do you know this is the opinion of Bishamai? It's not. We learn in the Mishnah. We learn in the Mishnah. Okay, beautiful. So, clear up. Raisa, very straightforward. Where Beis Hillel says that a poor person and a traveler is allowed to eat the mai. Bishamai says, Nisht. He says, You can't. And therefore, Lefishitas beishamai, even if it's within your capabilities to make yourself poor, so what? Even if you would be poor, you wouldn't be allowed to eat it, and that's why 
you're not allowed to take an esrog of the mai. Beautiful. Okay. Period. End of that discussion. Next, halacha of the Mishnah. Shomaiser Shani be Yerushalayim. Okay. So, what did we learn about Maiser Shani in Yerushalayim? The Mishnah told us on the bottom of Lamedalid Amud Beis. Also, like the, uh, yeah, also, Lo Yito, don't do it. Vim not al kosher. Yeah, ideally you shouldn't, but if you did it, it's fine. Okay, that's halacha of Maiser Shani. The man Machshira, the one who says that the issue is you might make capable of becoming Tomei, Harei Machshira. Um, you're taking that risk. Also, heavy mafsida, you're taking the risk because some of the, you know some of the ester could get ruined, and uh, nobody's going to want to eat it. Okay, and therefore, ideally, don't take mazajin yerushalayim. You're 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 asking for trouble. All right, but if you did it, vim natal. Next part of the gemara, sheira, it's fine. It says the gemara to clarify as well, very simply, very straightforward, because no matter how you cut it. There's no iser. There's no transgression. If you hold the promise, you can't eat it. So then everybody's going to agree that it's going to be kosher. Right? You're not, you shouldn't because you might get wet. They could become tome. You might get ruined. Fine. But lemaisa, if the whole problem is eating, you're allowed to eat it. Remember the Rabbana argued on Rameir. The Rabbana said that we don't consider it we don't consider Maishu Shini as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu owns it, we consider it as if the Yid owned it, and Mamela is going to be okay. Shitas Rabbanu. Period. Okay. Now we enter, not a long Gemara, pretty short, but very, very interesting. Now, if we recall yesterday at the end of the Dach, we spoke about a Chazazas. We translated Chazazas yesterday as a boil. Okay? Now, um, it's not uncommon, if anybody's ever been to like an Esrug Shuk, an Esrug marketplace, it's really not uncommon to see these types of growths. Now keep in mind, we're not dealing with like an extra bump. Sometimes you'll have like a, a Esrug, then you'll find like one part of it like bumps up a little higher. That's not a boil. That's not a boil. Okay? What is a, a Chazaz is more like something that, that grows it's kind of like an addition. It looks a little bit more like a scabby type of thing. So the, but the, there's no missing part of the esrog. There's nothing missing from the esrog. So the Mishnah said, as long as the boils, these additional growths on the esrog is not on a majority of it, it's still going to be kosher. If it's on the majority, it's possible. Amar of Chistah. Rab taught us the following halacha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was at his side. The problem where boils on an esrog present a problem is when they're all together covering most of the esrog. If it's spread out and you don't have a majority of the esrog all connected in one place, instead it's a majority, but kind of like you have a quarter of the esrog has boils here and a quarter has here and then a little dot in the middle. So now I have a little more than half. That's going to be okay. 
You just can't have more all in one place connected. should be a bigger problem. We know that a spotted esrog is a problem in puzzle, so it's spotted now. you're right. Where he was explaining was that when it's on a miut of the esrog, on a minority of it, it's going to be kosher. How so? On that, yeah. The only time minority boiled is okay is if it's all together in one spot on a minority. But once, even if it's on a minority, if it's spread out, then it's spotted and it's going to be puzzle. Oh, I want to tell you something, but that is also okay. Achaitmai means it's towards, Achaitam literally is a nose, okay? But over here it's referring to the, what is a nose? You have a face and then a nose protrudes outwards. We're dealing with the top, on the way up of the, of the Esrug. And you should know, Vafilu b'mashahu nami posle. Even if it's on even the smallest amount, it is going to be posle, okay? And this is the halacha, this is how we paskin. This is why we're so careful to look as the, Esrug um, heads upwards as the as the top of the Esrug heads upwards we're very very careful that the smallest issue the smallest hole or growth or blemish uh, very often what we call black spots right does not exist because it could passel it up Nitla Pitmasai if the pitum is taken off, that's the, the, not the stem, the pitum is the other side, the tippy top. Tana Rabbi Yisrael ben Alazar, Rabbi Yisrael ben Alazar says, Nitla buch nasa. What does it mean that its, that its pitum was removed? It means the buch was removed. Okay, which is what we know as the pitum. That's the best way I know how to translate it. This is the opposite side of the stem. The stem is what it attaches it to the tree. And the part that is uh, opposite that on the other side is the um, is the buchnas. Okay, niklat. Let's say the esrog is peeled. Amar Rava Rava says, "Hi esrogo de iglid bechahina, an esrog that bechahina uh, sumka, an esrog that ended up looking red. Okay, it was peeled, but now it looks red. Kshera, it's still okay." Okay, which Rashi explains, you took off a very thin part. It, it becomes a little reddish, it's still okay. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? If it's peeled, it's peeled. We said if it's peeled, it's puzzled. So what are you talking about? That, what's the difference? What type of color it became? Says the Gemara, like Kasha, there's no question. The difference is whether... The whole esrog was peeled. Okay, when the whole esrog was peeled, listen to this. That's okay. When the whole esrog is peeled, zok rashi kosher. It's going to be kosher. Okay, but when part of it, it's going to be puzzle. Why? Because part of it now. One second. Part of it's red. Part of it's not. Remember, we had an issue with a spotted esrog. That's going to be puzzle. So now it's it's multiple colors. It's manumer, right? It's manumer, and you're going to run into a. Uh, it's going to run into a problem. Um, however, when you slightly peel the entire outer layer, 
um, it is not considered a mum, it's not considered a blemish, there's a very interesting discussion, we'll pick up Bezrashem here for tomorrow, I want to give people the opportunity to come to Mincha, and uh, we'll hold it here for this evening, Bezrashem will quickly go over this Gemara and discuss this whole reddish thing, we'll give a quick Hazara and pick up from, uh, from the bottom of Lavan Hayab Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.